We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Maverick. We are not recording on our usual off-season night because weird stuff happened today. You're joined by Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. Josh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, we're probably wondering what we're going to talk about between now and the draft. I mean, we would have figured it out anyway, but good old NBA always figures something out mm. in the meantime, doesn't it? That's, it really does. Um gonna kick it to josh since he actually had to do the story where it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and monday we're all just sitting around talking you know draft stuff in our slack and then all of a sudden we get the dual tweet drop one from chris hayes and one from sham sharania josh take it away what did those tweets say uh both of them said that Kyrie irving has reached out to lebron james in an effort to convince him to join the dallas mavericks now for those of you who've listened to us for a while josh and i are slightly cynical regarding the content making experience josh was a journalist for a while I attempted to be a writer in a real way failed but we're still here talking about basketball because we like it but when I say that in terms of, of like mana from heaven on a boring day, that's what this was. Because you can place the words Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Dallas Mavericks in a headline. And I'll tell you, it's SEO magic for us. We were, uh, we were excited, despite the fact that on its face, it doesn't, it's fun news, but it doesn't make sense. No, it, it, it like was legit. It's almost logistically impossible because, uh, you know, and then we'll get into this in a bit. The Mavericks just don't have anything for such a trade. No, it all comes down to is LeBron going to make another power play? I mean, it's basically the only way it gets done. Uh, that's how a lot of these deals get done though, is a star saying, that's true. I want to go here, not mm-hmm. there, not, over there, I want to go here. That's right. And, and you and you make me go there. And get you know, how many times does that happen? I actually, it is ridiculous, just like in a vacuum. But Kirk, we've been watching this league for a while, and in the last twelve years, how many quote unquote ridiculous player movement deals have happened? Like LeBron has played for three different teams. Kevin Durant's played for four different teams. Kawhi Leonard's played for three different teams. Uh, James Harden has been traded twice since his – or three times, actually, uh, twice since he became an MVP-level player. Like, at a certain point, like, it's – I mean, it's still improbable. It's wildly improbable. But, like, is it that ridiculous? Like, I, I, it just 
I can believe anything. And like the NBA can tell me anything in regards to player movement. I would believe it. Is there a three team trade where Paul George gets traded back to Indiana? I don't know. Sure. I like, it's just like anything could happen. Like for me, like I just, I don't count anything out because we've seen since 2010, since LeBron started this by going to the heat with Wade and Bosch, which back then we all thought was absurd. Like we didn't think that was going to like really happen. Uh, you know, I don't know. It could happen. I, it, just it just depends if LeBron actually wants to do it, and I think the most important part of this story is we don't know what LeBron wants to do uh, because well, the story has been sourced from the Kyrie angle, at least. Well, we can guess, <laughs> and that's where that's. Yeah. So I think we we I want to talk about this in a, in a couple of different ways. Yeah, there's a lot to the, talk about it. By the end of it, by the time we're going live, so we're going live at 9:30 p.m. on Monday, June 5th. This story roughly broke 12 hours ago. In the ensuing 12 hours, I have seen on my social media feeds, people go from not wanting LeBron James because <laughs> they don't want to give up a draft pick and Jaden Hardy and Josh Green um, to us talking about how logistically difficult it would be to then the second half of the day, the second, and we'll end with this part, the the Lakers me ma, um, almost called it the Lakers mafia, but you know what? That's accurate. <laughs> Fuck it. The, the Lakers media mafia circled the fucking bandwagons around their meal ticket to say this far, no further. We're not talking about this, and we'll get into why. And there's actually good reasons. It just pisses me off. I wish they would cover LeBron's horseshit with that same level of energy uh, instead of being well. What we're here, it's like all this stuff is like you can track. Like if you follow the NBA closely, like we do, and people who I'm assuming are listening to a podcast on a Monday night at nine thirty live are doing, you can figure out who said what to a relative degree of certainty on the national level to national media. It's just not that hard because when two people were, and we'll circle back to that because we know pretty strongly who sent that information to Sham Sharania and to Chris Haynes. You know, we don't, we can't guarantee it, but we feel pretty confident and, and it's not just us and this is coming from other people. But anyways, let's just kind of go back to the start to where we spent an early part of the day just saying, you know, what in the world would that be like? Would we want to do this assuming it was realistically possible? And I don't know about you, but my sort of content aspirations aside, which I mean, just full disclosure, LeBron James coming to the Mavericks would be phenomenal for Josh and I. <laughs> that one dude a couple of weeks ago who was making fun of us for this sort of stuff. It's like, trust me. LeBron James fans, welcome. Welcome to the bandwagon. I'll put up with your crazy shit. Sounds great to me. But from a basketball perspective, I, I briefly was like, ah, you know, the Mavericks need depth. And then I did this where I went, <laughs> let me let me just pull this up because I just, it's, it's bleaker every goddamn time I look at it. This is what the Mavericks roster looks like right this second team. Okay. This is what the Mavericks roster looks like. Luka Doncic. Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans, Maxi Kleba, Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and a draft pick 10th coming up in this year. I cannot emphasize enough how bleak that is. So, yeah, give me LeBron James <laughs> in a perfect world. Sure. He's better than all those guys. Oh, well, he didn't play a lot. He got hurt. You know what? He averaged 24 and a half. 10 and six and a half in a Western conference finals run at age 38. I'll take that over Josh Green's nine points. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like in a perfect world, like everyone like, well, he's 30, you know, it's only going to give you a two year window. And, you know, we need to start building responsibly and thinking about the future, which we do. All and I, I understand. It's like, yeah, I would love to build like the Denver nuggets, but uh, kind of part of that went out the window like in 2019 the yeah, first like, year we had Luka Doncic yeah they've had opportunities to build like that and they didn't and you can't really start over and be like okay we're gonna build responsibly through the draft when Luka's already 24 and on his second contract like people say like well what is what is it gonna look like in two years when LeBron's 40 and he's retiring I'm like what's it gonna look like in two years if they don't do anything and they stay the course like it could still be just as bad like I, I don't like they've they're on a path 
uh, to hell right now, regardless of which way they it go. is much later than it, people understand. Yeah, they, uh, there's not a there's not a sunny sunshine rainbow path uh, out available to them right now. There, we can judge it by probability. Like, is it more likely that they'll be okay if they, you know, keep the tenth pick and don't do this? And you know, there's there's a chance, but also, I don't. It's not a guarantee. And I, as someone that wants to keep the tenth pick, uh, that is an arguing for that. I can't lie that like. I can't say that it's going to be better in two years if they do that path other than trading for LeBron, who gives them a guaranteed kind of floor. Um, And also, like, you know, removing what it would take to get him. This is probably the most, like, I know there's some people that are like, well, you know, LeBron and Kyrie didn't work. How are you going to get LeBron to work? And it's like, I don't know. Did people watch the Western Conference Finals? Like, that was the most subdued I've seen LeBron on the ball, I think, ever. Like ever, his usage rate in the playoffs was like twenty five percent, which is got. I didn't check what it was before, but like he's usually in the you know low thirties, high like twenty eight, twenty nine. Like for it to be twenty five on a Lakers team that like I mean, who else was really handling the ball on that team? Like D'Angelo Russell, who was awful. You know, it was like basically him and Austin Reeves were like the main yep. ball handlers. Yep. So like if he's already willing to take a step back with that roster, which he kind of has to because he just he's too like he can't he can't be. 30 usage guy playing 40 minutes a night every night like he used to like he's already taking a step back in these playoffs like i think he would love just basketball wise being able to play next to luke and Kyrie and being able to be like okay cool i can play 28 minutes or 30 minutes you know whatever it is and and not have the ball in my hands the whole game and he already kind of started doing that in the playoffs this year so basketball wise i think it would it would be really nice and defensively might be an issue but uh i mean Whatever defense, defense, feels, defense is already an issue. It's <laughs> yeah, a different. Like, I, like, what are we? I, that's I the know. stuff where I was going crazy. Where it's like somebody said, you know, and a couple of our 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 colleagues at Mavs Moneyball were like, "We need depth. This is stupid." I hear you, but my counterpoint is that they're not fixing that now. They are a whole a ship with so many holes in it. They can't do anything about this. It's. I, I don't like being this pessimistic. Number one, it doesn't sell. Okay. I don't like coming on here every time and being like, we are fucked because then we wouldn't have anything else to talk about. But I just can't impress upon people how badly they've messed this up. The Kyrie Irving trade, if we're to go back and reverse, should not have happened. They might have made the playoffs on inertia alone. You know, just because they had a formula. I, it's like, I, I but, but it did. And it's over with. And so here we are. They're left with not a lot to work with. Yeah. And, and you know, like Ronald the chat says, I've been okay with the Kyrie experience. So have I. It's not Kyrie. That's not, it, it, it is the, yeah, honestly, like Kyrie is a lot of fun. It's more of a, a, the team building philosophy didn't make any sense. I mean, they don't have a small forward on the roster now at all. Um, Josh Green is not one. We've talked about that. Reggie Bullock is not one. They have, it's their small team. Um, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of things and it, it partially because I'm tired. Like I had, you know, my dog woke me up four times last night getting ready. Does anybody want a dog lover, but you know, whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, so it's, it's just sort of one of these, these silly situations. So then we, we kind of, the day progresses and I have these, like, I, I, it's been a while since I'd had a good old fashioned, like day online of hypothetical arguments. Yeah, you've been, I've been really proud of you. You've been so good for the last couple months. Trying hard, trying <laughs> hard, but today was not, I mean, I no. wasn't bad today, but I'm just like, like, look, I'm tired of saying, I don't want the good player, you know, like, and, and I have, <laughs> as, as, it, Zach like at the, the, the 10th pick and the 27, 2027 first can get you quality depth. It's not like the Mavs need another all-star. I hear you, but they need more than two players. They need four players. They need nine players. I'm watching these playoffs and the Mavericks are a junior high school team, like junior varsity team compared to the rest of the varsity guys only with, with Luka Doncic. And theoretically, even Kyrie Irving. I mean, the problem that we're in that we're in now, guys, is they have to re-sign Kyrie. They have to. And when you re-sign Kyrie and Luca with the way the cap rules that are coming into effect, we are not in a good place. Building out this team is next to impossible. 
It's impossible. Scott, uh, CBA Mavs wrote 3,000 words today on the Mavs path forward. It got kind of overshadowed by this LeBron stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it was I'm great timing. You, I'm going to have him on. We're going to talk about it. I implore you to go read his post. The Mavericks are in a rough spot no matter what they do. No matter what they do. It's really maddening. And it's like like Nicholas in the chat just said, the Mavs getting somebody like OG wouldn't solve anything. Right, because they're just really plugging all sorts of different Challenge. It, it's just such a maddening situation. Anyway, Scott's hanging out in the chat. We should have, you know, coordinated better. But maybe I'll talk with him later this week. Yeah. Um, and I'm think, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just said, I, and I don't want anyone to think like, I don't think me or you are arguing like, if they didn't trade for LeBron and kept the tenth, like we would be cool with that. Like I don't yeah. think we're, we're not trying to argue that that's like a bad path. I think what we're trying to argue is that if they did trade for LeBron, it wouldn't be. Like they're at the point of no return. So like, I'm just kind of like whatever they want to do that they think that gives them the best chance to win in the next two to three years. I'm kind of on board mm -hmm. and, you know, trading the 10th pick for Deandre Ayton compared to like trading everything for like LeBron James. I would rather have LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, if we're going to trade the 10th pick, um, right. You know, and, I'd rather and just trade everything and give me LeBron and, and then hope some ring chasers. Uh, we'll sign for that veterans minimum, and then right. you, you go from there. And also, like, I mean, this isn't going to be what people want to hear, but I've had the fan kind of beaten out of me over the last ten or so years. Because when you do media, you're a lot better at it than me. But I, I mean, just, I'm a sociopath. No, no, I know, but you're you've kept your fan heart a lot beating stronger than I have. Like, I think I look at it a lot more detached, just because of sure. you know I used to do this for for real, and then right, you, you have actual training. Like, yeah, it just, mm -hmm. just changes the way you think about things. So part of me is just like, I don't know, it'd be fun. Like, it'd be fun. Like, even if it didn't work, there's a part of me that's, I think I said this in our uh, roundtable that's going to go up uh, soon, like asking for everyone's on the staff, their reactions to, you know, what would you do? What would you, how would you react if LeBron was straight to the Mavericks? And I think my, I ended with, you know, it could be a disaster, but I would rather watch a giant fireball explosion than a candle wick slowly dying out. Oh yeah. And it's like if 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 the way this thing ends is by trading for one of the greatest players of all time that's still producing despite his right. advanced age, like okay, whatever. Like, I mean, if Luca's gonna leave after that, after you trade, you know, pull off what would be one of the most remarkable trades in franchise history, okay, you know, I mean, what are you gonna do? Like he's right. literally Luca's idol. Like he little Luca literally plays the way that he plays because of LeBron James. Like that's yeah, why it's so it's like my man Zach in the chat says Luca is guaranteed gone if it failed. No ass. He, he's guaranteed he's gone probably gone now. right now. <laughs> like look how bad this team is. <laughs> They're so bad. I feel crazy doing this because I've also said in previous shows, I think you improve marginally the Mavericks are right back in the playoff hunt because Luca is that good. But the problem is they're on a knife's edge. One mistake, one injury. They are not built for anything other than Luka Ball. It's just been such a catastrophic disaster in team building for years. And they keep trying to swing it away with big, you know, basically going for a home run every time instead of singles and doubles. And that's how we got here. And we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now that kind of allows us to pivot into the fact that the Mavericks simply do not have anything to do this. Like it, there is no realistic trade that works, period. Well, I, I, period. The Los Angeles Lakers say no to everything well, because they can. They, right. LeBron makes $50 million. Yeah. I, it. If you want to talk about like what is there, is it literally possible? Like it is like you could, um, THJ, Bertans, um, God, who, what it's like THJ, Bertans, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, salary wise works. So, like, technically, that's a legal trade. Um, of course, like in a vacuum, you do a legal- si- like the Christian yeah. Wood sign and trade so the Lakers could have Anthony would, Davis and Christian Wood, really the funny. twin flowers. Like, and of course, in a vac, like, and it's been really funny to hear CMAS fans be like, that's too much. You're giving up too much. I'm like, it's right. LeBron that, James. That, that uh, makes me, that makes me very mad. I want you to, that makes me LeBron very James mad. He's he, a consensus top three player of all time. I'm sorry if we were able to trade Davis Bertons for him. Hell <laughs> fucking yeah. A trade package worse than the ones that uh, Minnesota got for Rudy Gobert and San Antonio got for uh, Devontis Murray. Uh, I'm sorry, like that's <laughs> for LeBron James. Like, I'm sorry. That's, LOL. That's like, it's, just, yeah, it's not like, happening. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, though, if LeBron, I mean, LeBron is the most powerful NBA player of all time in terms of like roster building, team building power. Like, we cannot deny that. Um, I mean, the, the power plays this guy has made over here the course of his career, I mean, is almost. I can't think of another equivalent, like not even in the NBA, but in pro sports. Like you just don't see guys move, like maybe A-Rod with the Texas Rangers, um, you know, who was like one of the best players. He was the best player in the game, but and he moved teams around a lot. But even then, you know, it, it just feels different. Um, so like if LeBron is like, hey, I want to go to Dallas. And again, we don't know that. And we haven't really. We, can we have a pretty it. good idea. So yeah. We're going to get to it. Yeah, we don't if, know it. it. I'm yeah, and sure if Le- he didn't say that. Yeah, and if LeBron, but if he says that, and he's right. like, if you don't trade me, I'll retire. Mm. Like he, LeBron, he, he's won them a title. He has the gravitas and the power to put his foot down and do that and force the Lakers into a difficult decision. And maybe that's how it happens. Like it just, it would not shock me at all. Like it would. No. I'm not trying to say that that would be a good trade for the. It would be an awful trade for the Lakers. But at a certain point. Maybe the Lakers are like, well, if he retires, we're screwed. You know, let's just do this. He won us a title. Rich Paul is one of the most powerful agents in the league. Let's not piss him off for if we need a, another client of his down the road. Because what if Rich Paul tells the Lakers, hey, if you don't do this trade, uh, everyone that's on, you know, under my org, uh, we're not doing business with you anymore. And again, that seems preposterous, but that could happen. So that forces the Lakers into a difficult decision. Again, I'm not trying to say. Like if LeBron were on the market, there are like twenty-five other teams that would be able to put together a better trade package than the Mavericks. Right. But that's not what this is about. It's about it's about leverage and power, and LeBron yep. has a lot of it, and we can't deny that. Like that's why like people laughing about it and thinking it's ridiculous. Like I get it, but like at the end of the day, I just I've seen this guy change teams. But like LeBron himself has gone from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to L- like he's already done this. So. Uh, why wouldn't it happen again? Um, right. The, he, thing yeah. that, the thing that's weird would be, you know, Bronny just committed to, to USC. To USC, right. And LeBron is pretty close with his with his family. And like the whole, like half of the reason he went to LA, I think, was he just wanted his family to live in LA. Um, I will say now, you want to talk like, I'm going to put a, I've got two Dalton Trigg brain uh, theories that I wanted to go over. I want to go mm. over the first one now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like LeBron has cooled off a little bit on the playing with Bronny thing. Yes. Like he hasn't talked about it a lot lately. Right. I think it it became so much and, of a story where he was basically like, well, I haven't asked him that. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it and I feel like that story cooling off has coincided with Bronny's draft stock rising. Because mm-hmm. remember when LeBron first talked about playing with Bronny, I think there were some drafts that were like, I don't even know if Bronny's going to get drafted. That's, that's right. 
Because he's and, not a big kid. He's like right. six three, six right. four. And then you think about it from LeBron, that makes sense because if if Bronny is a, is going to be a second round pick or an undrafted free agent, that gives LeBron a lot more sway in like where he wants to play because he can tell, hey, pick up a second rounder here or sign my son with an undrafted free agent. I will play for you. And that's open to like a contender could do that. Yep. And now Bronny is after his really his final year in high school, he had a really great year. He's now projected not only to be a draft pick, but I think he's like, and not only a first rounder, there's talk of him being a top 10 pick in the draft he's eligible in, which would I think be next summer, 2024 draft. He could be a top 10 or top 15 pick now. Yeah. Now, think about LeBron. If Bronny is a top 10 or top 15 pick, think about the teams that are picking in the top 10. They're not great teams nope. and they're not big market teams usually. So, like, if Bronny gets drafted by the Charlotte Hornets or if he gets drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think maybe LeBron's desire to play with his son, I wonder if that's cooling off a bit because now he realizes he can't maybe pick right. and choose as easily where he wants to play with Bronny. Yep. So I wonder if that has coincided, like if that is into this sto- factors into this story at all. I, like, I, I like wonder that if, one. if he's cooled off on that idea, then maybe he has warmed up to the idea of, Hey, I don't need to finish my career. In Los Angeles. Now you, if, if you've gone this far with your, with your, and That's keep in mind, hole. Dalton is one of our former colleagues. We, so we, love, we love Dalton. Tell, I think I know what your second one is. Go with this one because this one, this one, you're cooking with gas. Is this my? This has been. This is the grand Machiavellian scheme. I love this because it's ridiculous, so, <laughs> but it sounds believable. So it's a perfect conspiracy. Okay, theory. you talk for because I need to look up something, and this is bad. I should have looked it up uh, when we did it. When the Mavericks hired Jason Kidd in, it was the summer of 2021. Trying to remember what the Lakers did that year. Okay, the Lakers were the seventh seed, and I think they lost in the first round. Right, because they had come out of they had come out of winning the championship, and LeBron had effectively blown up the team. Right. So they, they, they were a defense heavy, like three yards in a cloud of dust team that right. all of a sudden had no defense. Okay. So when the Mavericks hired Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison, the the decline of the LA Lakers with LeBron had, had already begun. So this now this makes even more sense. Yep. So part of me wonders if Cuban, Great theory. everybody listen up. So if Cuban, I wonder if he saw the slide the Lakers had post title that next season, they looked bad and their roster was not great. You know, they lost, uh, I think they lost, they, that's the summer they traded for Westbrook, I think, or I can't remember if they traded from the year before, um, you know, their roster was in decline. The Lakers weren't looking good. So I wonder if the Mavericks that summer were like, man, LeBron might not be happy. Like this is going, this is bad for them. They're, they're downward trajectory. So think about what he does with his front office. Gets rid of the old guard, Donnie and, and Rick, although Rick kind of left on his own volition by reports. And, but who does he hire? Jason Kidd, who LeBron was buds with in L.A. when they won a title, when Kidd was just a coach. Nico Harrison, Nike vice president, who was at Nike when LeBron signed with Nike, uh, who I assume he has a, as a as at least a, a relationship with. I mean, I'm not going to speculate how close it is, but obviously he knows who Nico is. If you know Nico was there when LeBron signed with Nike and LeBron's been a Nike guy his whole life. So they do that. Jared Dudley is the assistant coach also on the Lakers. Also and, a big friend. with Had LeBron. no coaching. <laughs> yeah. This like, is his first coach. coaching job. <laughs> yeah. Um, first time co- coach. Uh, and he's like, I think, was he front bench this year? Yeah. He's front bench. He's basically front the, he's basically the set, the lead assistant and only they can't call him that because he has no experience. Well, doing I think things. Sean Sweeney's a lead assistant, right? right? Yeah. But okay. I mean, he's still front front yeah. row first year coach and it's mm-hmm. you know he's no experience and he's him and lebron were tight like they hung out a lot in the bubble like they were close lebron talked about you you can go on the record and find lebron quotes about jared dudley and jason kidd very mm-hmm. very glowing praise and then they go and they trade for Kyrie, and now we have this who lebron do, like <clears throat> do we not remember that the day after the trade deadline lebron did a sit down espn interview how upset he like, was they didn't get Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so like this is obviously a thing like he wants to play with Kyrie. like they've obviously kissed and made up from whatever happened at the end so weird it's so funny because Kyrie Kyrie killed their chances that lebron may be getting another ring yeah they were a great team yeah so we've got that and now this story and i'm just like connecting the dots i'm like in the summer of 2021 did the mavericks look at the lakers situation go oh my god if we fill our organization with lebron guys we could get, we could get, we could prior get to that, they, did, they hadn't had a clutch agent in a long time. This is a fantastic conspiracy no. theory. So it's fantastic. It is. 
it, it whatever you're drinking out Maybe of the monster the jug there outstanding stuff i'm a huge <laughs> fan of it now to absolutely throw all the cold water in the world on this we yes, have please, to then please. we have to then go through the things that happen throughout the day so my favorite thing chris haynes who i don't know anything about the man never met him never talked to him but whatever info he was getting fed was bad because at one point, one of his earlier tweets, he said something along the lines of the Dallas Mavericks were preparing to make a trade offer for LeBron James during the tumultuous Lakers season. <laughs> LeBron wasn't fucking eligible to be traded. Signed an extension last like, like, It's so that shit was so annoying. And it's like like people knew that within minutes. So that started like the inevitable breakdown of where we're going. And so our good friend, um, and really our boss over at a Silver Screen and Roll, <laughs> Harrison Fagan, put together kind of a, a, a like a whole bunch of like where the rumors and where things stand. Mark Stein of his, and on his Substack uh, wrote a pretty lengthy follow-up column. Um, I, I can't even believe we're so busy we can't talk about the insane proposition that the Dallas Mavericks are interested in Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> being an assistant coach. That's how fucking stupid this day was. And maybe we'll circle back on that later in the week. Newsflash. Horrible idea. Thanks. Um, but, but Mark Stein wrote this. Yet two sources close to the process insisted Monday that Irving has consistently expressed a desire to remain a Maverick and actually wants to shut down the notion that he's angling to get to LA. He wants to stay said one source. Well, I mean, he was at a sparks game yesterday. Uh, Kyrie Irving was, but there there's something to the notion. And I heard this on the athletic uh, basketball podcast. I cannot remember who said this, but it was today where one of the hosts said like, look, Kyrie has to understand that this is the team that can offer him the most money and he cannot go out of his way to piss off Mark Cuban, who is emotional and may just decide this isn't what he wants. And I thought that was a really interesting point, but this whole process has been odd because no one wants to give Kyrie years. Kyrie needs years. The Mavericks big contract. Yeah. There's a, there's a standoff going on right now. And there, the argument can be made that this whole thing was a flare to the Lakers that he's not going anywhere unless they figure out a way to make max money, which I think is probably what this is if we boil it all down. But then, you know, going back to what I said about the Haynes tweet, a little later in the day, uh, Jovan Buha of The Athletic wrote a very well specifically worded story that essentially called uh, his colleague Sham Sharania's story bullshit, uh, which is pretty amazing. And then Dave McMenamin of ESPN goes on uh, the Sedano and Cap show, which is an ESPN show. And like, I'm just going to be clear here. I'm sure Dave McMenamin is a wonderful person. I have thought for years that he does LeBron James's PR. Like he is a LeBron James guy. And that's how it feels he kind of went nuts on the radio and said, but clearly people who are close to Kyrie Irving want this out there for a reason. And that reason hasn't shown itself quite yet. Goes on, has a whole other paragraph and said, LeBron James had absolutely nothing to do with this story. Sidebar. I need that kind of energy for the LeBron horse shit that happens in a regular season would be great. Because it would it would make podcasts like thirty minutes shorter. Because that like well you know just well no it's coming. So I love McMenamin's intensity with that because it helped it helped. Um, so we kind of know and so McMenamin is alluding to this. It's coming from Kyrie's camp. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I'm reading the tea leaves saying it's coming from Kyrie's agent, who is Kyrie Irving's stepmother. Kyrie doesn't have a camp. I mean, he does, but it's not like. No, like it's not like like LeBron yeah. who has like yeah. like a production. Like LeBron owns a production company, right? So you, <laughs> when you factor in the earlier notion that Chris Haynes was basically, I mean, the poor guy had to copy and paste the text and put it into a tweet. We've seen that happen with agents all the time. Like Adrian Wojnarowski does that, where he's like such and such of such and such agency. Like that's not a normal thing. Like you're copying that from a text message, putting it into a tweet, and pressing send. That's how Haynes got got. 
because like Haynes should would know that LeBron signed an extension unless you're hurrying quickly get a scoop out there. This yeah, came that, from somebody on Kyrie's side that forgot he signed an extension and didn't know he was eligible. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, and that's like these guys don't care. Like, you think Kyrie gives a shit about the CBA At or all. The, the narrative is set. <laughs> like he point. wants to play with LeBron, he's gonna try. Like yeah. But is someone going to go to Kyrie and be like, well, excuse me, Kyrie, uh, the Mavericks don't are, are at the tax apron and they're not going to be like, he doesn't give a shit about that. He's going to try. Oh. He's going to want to try. And like, that's how these guys operate. And, yeah. Like, whatever. Which like when you, you know, get to go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's also funny that the minimum like vehemently denied it, like the LeBron angle of it. When again, LeBron, the day after the trade deadline, went on ESPN in a sit-down interview and talked about how mad he was that Lakers didn't trade for Kyrie. The night he's eliminated from the playoffs, basically fakes retirement, and no one will call him on his bullshit. Like, you mean to tell me, like, I'm not, and again, like, maybe LeBron didn't, I'm not saying LeBron did have something to do with this, but, like, you don't think, like, you've been talking about LeBron and Kyrie wanting to play together, LeBron and Kyrie wanting to play together, and as soon as it's, LeBron and Kyrie playing together, but not in LA. All of a sudden, it's like the most ridiculous story. So that's the part of me that's like, well, you know, like, again, like these guys are covering the league. They know, like, why not? It happens. Crazy yeah. things happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but to just the dismissal just kind of shows the agendas and the biases. Oh, my really man, well. Zachary, who's just been spitting at me all podcast, just has an amazing point in the comments. <laughs> No total bullshit tweet from Cuban means that it's fake. He only does that when it's bad news, though. He likes the good news. That's true, but I, I just think it's fantastic. Thank you, Zachary. This also, is- hold on. How do I do? I'm going to do... Well, screen share you to the present button at the bottom. <laughs> more more further evidence. Like, LeBron's favorite NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys. I, you just I love this. Yeah. Like... It's all happening, folks. Like I, I see it. Like it's, it's like seeing the Illuminati and the dollar bill or whatever. Like I can, I see the signs. I just, I just, man, we got a lot of people in here. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show. Pit, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. I don't know how much more Josh and I have to talk about. We've been kind of rambling yeah. about this for a half hour. Um, but this was, this was, uh, it, it was just an odd day. And we come back to square one. Lots of people said to me, you know, Kirk, this is going to turn out to be a nothing burger. Um, and I, 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 I could not, I agreed from the moment, but it's just like, as it unfolded and the point about like the, the, um, the, the Lakers were planning to make it, or, uh, the Mavericks were planning to make an offer for him was difficult. Like, that's where it's like all this stuff sort of explodes in its face where it's just like, this isn't, this is not real. This is not. Yeah. Part of me also is thinking like, cause I mean, we're not source we're not reporters we're not we don't share scoops even though we talk to people no, we, we, we get like to be clear josh and i hear a lot we choose yeah. not to report on it because why Cause it's because we're hearing it second or third hand like it's not our that's not our business so yeah but like there's been whispers of this like since Kyrie got traded here about like lebron trying to angle himself to dallas and i'm not trying to like bill simmons on his podcast said in march he was like again i know it's bill simmons i'm not trying to like confirm anything but i'm just saying people are talking and he talks to people and people talk to him and he hears things and i wonder because remember at the trade to dunning the lakers season was bleak like mm. i don't they weren't gonna make they the started off the year two and it. ten and yeah, just managed and I, to and, and then the mavericks trade for Kyrie, and it's like i i wonder if this noise would have been louder if the lakers season didn't get saved by those tra- like if they would have gone out the way the season started and missed the playoffs or lost in the plane and didn't even go to the first round, like would this noise be even louder than it is right now? Because I almost wonder if it was the plan. It was maybe a plan when Kyrie got traded there because LeBron was like, "Man, this Lakers thing sucks. I don't. I can't deal with this Westbrook trade and all this. You know, I can't deal with this. The team stinks." But then they got good and they made a run, and I feel like that might have quieted things down because mm-hmm. there was absolutely like chitter chatter around February and March after Kyrie was traded here that there's like, "Hey, this." This has like a one percent chance of happening, but there's like I'm hearing stuff that LeBron might want to try to come to Dallas because Kyrie's here, and it's like <laughs> I I don't know. I just I wonder if the Western Conference Finals run through some water on this. Like if they would have not made the playoffs, would we be talking about this earlier? Like or would we talk about it with more intensity? I don't, I don't know, but there's still more. Like there's another shoe to drop here. You know, we still you know 
we'll get some clarity probably by the draft because that's if this does happen, that's when it's going to happen. Um, because that's when the Mavericks can trade the 10th pick, so we'll see. But I don't know. I, the main thing I want to say is it's probably not going to happen, like, it's 99% chance not going to happen, but I don't think it's ridiculous. I, I know, just, yeah. I, I, I've seen too much crazy shit in this league to think that this is ridiculous. I think that's true. Do we, do we just, I think we, okay. Oh, hey, my friend Anthony Irwin, head of the, what the hell is Anthony's show? The Lakers, Lakers Lounge. I don't know. He can come on and tell us. Hey, Anthony. What the hell's the name of your show? I can't remember. Lakers Lounge, right? It is the Lakers Lounge. I was like commenting below under the I Lakers. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Anthony Irwin used to work with us at SB Nation. Great guy, great podcaster, prolific podcaster. Runs his own show now and is also one of our Blue Wire friends. So how are you doing today? You know, just another day in the Lakers offseason. Just, uh, did I miss anything? Like, no, what, what I mean, happened? we sort of walked through the, the story of how it came out, how clear it was early on. Like, we discussed, like, the, the, the hypothetical. You heard that because I saw you commenting. And then we kind of hit on how it was pretty clear within about 15 minutes that this was bullshit. But then as the day <laughs> went on, it was like, well, where is it bullshit from? And I hit a couple of your Laker peer friends where it's like, Maybe if we could approach all LeBron stories with the same veracity, we could also have much shorter podcasts because it was just like, this is nonsense. Didn't come from LeBron. Uh, just anyway, I, I'm fired up in that regard, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all coming from Kyrie's people because he is leveraged as hell. Like he, he has uh, the Mavericks should honestly play a game of chicken with him and see what he does. If, if they want to resign him. Yeah. I, it's funny. The Lakers are actually in a similar spot with D'Angelo Russell that the Mavs are in with Kyrie Irving in that like the Lakers need Russell. They can't just have him walk for nothing because they gave up stuff for him back at the deadline and uh, they need to keep that cap slot open. So like the Lakers are probably going to wind up overpaying Russell uh, compared to what he would get on the open market. Just like the Mavs, I think are going to wind up overpaying Kyrie Irving to a much greater tune than, than the Lakers. But, but you know, similar story all the same. Um, Kirk, you, you saw Andor, right? Like you watched ah. Andor. Ah, I... uh, remember that that line and Josh. Nice to nice to see you again, by the way. Um, but but uh, remember that line from Andor. And I just happened to be watching uh, that show, not that episode, but that show when all this was going on. When uh, the 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 one uh, the woman who works for the empire and is essentially becomes like the, the, the lead kind of investigator uh, up at that level. And she sees, you know, she's talking to some guy in some side room and he goes, you know, it's just too random to be random. Mm. Right. Mm. Yes. And, and that was essentially because when Shams, Shams tweets out the, the, the first thing and I'm just like, what? Hold on. Right. (laughs) This this is, this this is is, is like, I thought it was a, Fake Shams account. It yeah. Clickbait. It is, yeah. it is what clickbait is. Right. So I, I see that first. I'm like, that's really weird, but okay, whatever. I guess I have something to talk about on the lowdown tonight. And then Haynes does it. And then, you know, Haynes follows the story. And I also think I, I also think it's interesting that before McMenamin went on ESPN radio, that ESPN basically sat the story out. They haven't written anything about it. Dave hasn't texted or tweeted or written anything about it. Very like that's that's important. Yeah, um, but still, you do have two of the big uh, two of the big four. Uh, Mark did wind up uh, writing something about it for Substack or whatever, but that was more in relation to Kyrie and the Mavericks. But it was it's just it was so out there that I was like forced to think. All right, what what all might be going on here? And you know, I. I keep coming back to, is this Kyrie kind of showing his value to the Mavericks as he enters these negotiations? And like, hey, if you sign me to this max, maybe just maybe I might convince some look, friends I to really come over like here. You guys, I really yeah. like you. Trust me. Yeah. Look, at, look at this cool thing I'm doing. Right, yeah. right. So, you know, that that was kind of going on. And then uh, you guys, uh Josh, I really liked your your conspiracy theory on <laughs> on the <laughs> on on all of the the uh LeBron and Nike people who have kind of made their way over to Dallas in the last couple of years. Dudley especially is the only person the Lakers let Alex Caruso walk and 
we didn't get a peep out of LeBron. Like there was no tweet saying like best of luck, nothing like that or whatever. They let Jared Dudley walk in and LeBron tweeted out about him. Yeah. So that was certainly that was certainly um interesting. And and yeah, he was very close with Kid on that staff. Wanted Kid to be the head coach, but the mm-hmm. Lakers didn't want to hire him because of um actually something History. we wrote at Silver Screen and Roll. Yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah, it was uh it is so. It is all so random that I think there there has to be something to it. Plus, like you guys joked about Mark Cuban and how if he tweets out about a negative story, that usually means the negative story is true. And the the voracious nature with which LeBron people were were immediately jumping out in front of this thing would kind of indicate that at least those conversations went further than. Kyrie sent a text, LeBron read it and got back to Lobos. So um yeah, I, I think there's there's potentially something here. But the the central issue in reacting to all of this is Dallas has nothing that the Lakers nothing. would want. Nothing. <laughs> no, no. That's why we were I Except was losing my so, mind when our, our 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 fans were like, Well, I wouldn't trade this nine point per game scorer. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I well it's also like all of the bad contracts or all of the 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 salary filler money is is extended beyond this next year oh, I too. Mean, you're, like bad is not just a like, yeah. like Davis Bertans gets paid until Christ returns. Tim Hardaway <laughs> Jr has two more seasons after this one I think. Uh yeah. but his is at least declining. And he's not a he, like like if Tim Hardaway Jr. is your eighth best player, your team is probably pretty good. Unfortunately for the Mavericks, they were something like one in ten when he didn't play. So it's pretty important to what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. I've been pretty clear. Like if this was like an open market like thing, which obviously would never happen, there would be like 25 teams yep. that could put together a better trade package. So it only again, it only happens if LeBron like, and again, I don't know what LeBron's thinking, but if for whatever reason. He decides yeah. to wield the power that he has. I guess. Like, I guess. I don't know. Well, He's just. I, I don't know. Even on that. On that note, like this is exactly the kind of talking point that happens with Lakers fans when there's a star who wants to become a Laker. Is How does like, it feel? We're gonna <laughs> take your star, you motherfucker. Yeah this this medicine doesn't taste like a peanut. Well, is what so I'm... weird. It was so weird. It was like what it, is it has. It's been so funny to go through the comments and 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 stuff from from Dallas Twitter is like oh that's what we look like all it right is. <laughs> it is uh, i love i'm glad i'm really glad you got to experience that like, I, 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 hope you, I, I looked at the mirror there. i was like oh god yeah Our screen is our thd or Taylor Horton Tucker. That's my when it winds up. Go, go from uh, go from THT to THJ. You know. What, what, oh, there you go. There, hey, there, yeah. That's how you sell it. That's how you put mm-hmm. it in the, in the press room. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I. I'm curious, though, from your guys' perspective, because it sounded like you guys were talking yourself into this, even um, given that, like, it could oh, very, yeah. it could very easily, and this is the way that I've talked myself into it um, from from like a perspective of if this is how the LeBron thing ends, then you can get a top ten pick here, and if you get picks far enough out into the into the future right where lebron retires and kyrie goes full kyrie and luca leaves those picks might be actually pretty valuable you know and you can kind of brooklyn nets um the 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 you know the 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 dallas mavericks here so like there are there are ways to kind of look at this um but it, it it would really help if dallas had like a player who could help um right now like one you know well that's that's Single one that's why they're that's why they're in this in this met yeah, in this that's situation why we're, that's yeah. why i've been here on crazy person island it's it's rough it's it's and that's okay i mean one of the things we keep telling like we're trying not to to do this over and over again but we've been kind of telling the folks who listen to our show where it's like look guys this is not good and it's not <laughs> It's not good in a way that's easily bounced back. Like a lot of us really want to use the 10th pick and shout out to all of our friend Doyle Raider, who wrote the headline of the year (laughs) with the Mavericks workout Dick ahead of possible Dick pick at number 10, uh, which is the number two story in the basketball network for the third straight day, just because we put the words Dick pick 
in the headline. Yeah. Um, I actually really think wanna, uh, Brett Favre retweeted that headline. It might have, but it's like, like we really want to use the pick because as a fan base, I think that there's enough and you can see it in the chatter when you scroll up there, the likelihood that there's someone there that could contribute on the Mavericks in a meaningful way. So we're just saying, I don't know, 15 to 25 minutes a game as a rookie. It, mm-hmm. We really think there might be somebody there. And so oh, that, yeah. That's kind of where we're investing our hope on the 10th pick of an NBA draft and that they stretch uh, uh, Davis Bertans. Again, our guy CBA Mavs wrote a missive today, a, a manifesto of sorts on the path forward for the Mavericks on MavsMoneyBall.com. Please go check that out. It's fantastic. And so it's like that's where, where we sort of line up because it's not that things are awful because if the Mavericks won four more games, maybe we don't have this discussion because maybe they are a seventh seed or a seed and they can bumble along a bit, but it's just what that, what the Kyrie Irving trade exposed was how bad they are on the margins. And that's what the Mavericks have to clean up. I mean, the Lakers did that with a, with the trade that they made in season, even though a lot of those guys ended up not playing in those final playoff games, but they yeah. still mattered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, think- I, I Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, I think just a funny point about like trying to buy into like doing this to bring LeBron here. Someone in the chat said it. I apologize. I can't remember who. They were like, would would all the players the Mavericks trade to the Lakers in that theoretical trade with their counting stats, points, assists, rebounds per game equal what LeBron did in the playoffs last year? I don't know. <laughs> I think the answer might be no. So like that's why. It was why like four dudes. It so. was, it's like why you do it, you know, and you, and I don't know, like part of me, like I, before you got on here, Anthony, part of me was like, and some of the fan part of me has been beaten out of me. Like it would just be fun. Like at the very least, even if it's a train wreck, it would be more interesting than what the team is doing right now. And I know that's yeah. like not a great way to look at it when you're trying to like analytically break down a basketball team, but I don't know. <laughs> I just think it would be fun. Well, I, there's a chance that Dallas is a train wreck anyway, so it may as well be right. a fun one or an entertaining yeah, one. So, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, and look, like that was that was the case with the Lakers, you know, going into last season with Russ. Right? Was like, I I've seen this movie, and it is terrible, and not like not like Fast and the Furious ter- terrible, where it's like fun to watch, but just like outright bad you know what's it like jupiter or something jupiter rising or whatever movie it was just like it was just overly serious crap and that was essentially you know going into last season with russ so when the lakers finally made a trade it was just like look they might still be bad but it won't be that i don't i won't have to keep watching that and and i i I don't know that's how i would kind of look at it um from the other thing too is Top 10 picks, like everybody falls in love with the with the phrase, a top 10 pick, a top 10 pick, sure. a top 10 pick. There's plenty of number 10 picks who don't. I mean, most haven't, but we just, you got to remember, we haven't had, we've had like four good draft picks in yeah. 20 years. Like the Mavericks are secretly atrocious at this. Like, I, like well, there's a non-zero chance that LeBron at the ripe old age that he's playing at right now outlasts who the number 10 pick is. Sure. in this year's draft is, yeah. you know? Um, so I, 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 I think there's, like I said, it was so random that I couldn't help but think of it a little bit more seriously than I normally would. And, you know, I think there's, there's reason to take every angle of this semi-seriously, you know? It, is this, by the way, this could very easily be Kyrie saying like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're thinking about running it back? Fine, well, let me let me torch your relationship with LeBron in the process as you choose to do that again. We'll have him sit down with with Woj all over again, or whoever it was that he sat down with. Yeah. Um, I, I just the every every single aspect of this is is uh, stupid and nonsensical <laughs> and ludicrous. <laughs> but but in the most like in the most, it's so far fetched, and we're so early into the offseason. I'm like, huh. Well, so we got a question from the chat, and then I think Josh and I want to both go to bed because we're tired and old. But (laughs) do do we think the Lakers have sort of learned their lesson in terms of acquiescing to LeBron wants? Like, they're not interested in signing Kyrie from everything I'm reading. Do you think that's Mm -hmm. a leverage play, or do you think that's true? Because Kyrie, like, there's it can't be understated how weird it was with Russell Westbrook on the team, LeBron James giving that interview where he's like, man, I'm just really sad we didn't get Kyrie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I 
have the Lakers learned their their lesson? Yes. I think so. I, I, I mean, LeBron I, hasn't I, learned his lesson. He's a terrible. Right. <laughs> I was going to say those are two very, very yeah. different. Because it's it's wild that like LeBron gets an injection of solid role players back into his life and immediately makes the Western Conference Finals. And Best you know, in the like, league from the all from that trade on. Yeah, and and by the way, like can that's like that's. A, a stretch of games where he missed almost a month and D'Angelo Russell was in and out of the, the, the rotation. Um, yeah, they, they beat a Memphis team that was missing some guys, right? Brandon Clark and Steven Adams, hugely important to what they do. And Golden State was just a mess, right? They, they remain a mess. So, like, you beat some teams where there's some disclaimers, some asterisks, if you want to put them there. But you did still win two playoff series after going through one of the more hopeless seasons that, that I can really recall. Um, and you go through all of that, and immediately LeBron like turns an eye. He's like, you know, we can go get another star. We, we saw how that worked last time. Could we try that again? And, and it's just, it is kind of maddening that we're that we're doing that. Um, all, all, that we're, we're listening to that song all over again. But I, I'm sure that because it was amazing. I don't know if you remember this. I'm pretty sure you do. Kyrie <laughs> went on Instagram and was like, "People need to stop talking about me." Why? Yeah. You know, basically did the Regina George. Why are you so obsessed with me? And then, you know, please stop talking about me. And then immediately yeah. does this. Like, just yeah. either has zero self-awareness or, like, perfect self-awareness. There's no in-between. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. But have so- the, I think the Lakers have, like, to answer your question, I think they have learned their lesson. Like, we, we saw it. They didn't move both of the picks earlier in the year or heading into the season. And um, the fact that they, they made that trade and turned the season around the way that they did, like, this has been an undercovered aspect of – the Lakers right now is that Palinka kind of sort of won the turf battle. Um, he has convinced Jeannie Buss that she, he is, you know, kind of the, 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 the lead voice in that, in that room. And that, you know, they, they've kind of beat back clutch a little bit. And this is kind of what that looks like And LeBron tweeting, like maybe it's me and doing that press conference and stuff. Like that's what it looks like when somebody who's used to winning these power struggles loses one. Mm. Mm. Love it. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us for a few minutes. Hey, thank you guys for having me. You guys do great stuff. I'm I'm happy that we're here at, at Blue Wire together, and I can't wait to see you guys in Vegas, I think, right? About a I'm month. going. Josh never goes. He talks a good story, and then just well, one day he'll show yep. up, and it'll be. But what will happen I is won't every time anyone. I've gone, the Mavericks have had a horrible team and no person. Josh will go the one year they have a cool team and actually get to watch decent basketball. <laughs> All right. Yep. Thanks, Anthony. Talk soon. All right, so I do think we need to laugh real quick about the fact that the Mavericks are considering JV, JVG, Jeff Van Gundy, adding him to the bench. I mean, it all seems like it didn't. The, the report from Stein did not indicate there was any interest in Jeff Van, like Jeff Van Gundy having interest in us. But like, what do we do with that? Like, I, I was just like, of course, the Mavericks are connected to all these head coaches that maybe wanted to be assistants, and one by one by one, they all went down to other teams. And, you know, that happens. I mean, my, one of our uh, a particular Mavs person I talk to every now and again told me, like, why should anyone ever care about assistant coaches? Which, fair point. But I, I don't know what to do with that. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't get riled up by assistant coach news. It was funny that it was kind of mirroring their free agency like path, like being on everyone's list and not signing anyone. Um, so that was, like, funny, but it doesn't matter. Um Van we Gundy would have thing. talked about this for 20 minutes had this Kyrie Irving thing not happened. The Van Gundy thing is just silly because he hasn't coached in the NBA for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he's done some Team USA coaching. He was he led He's the like a great coach. He would be a phenomenal college coach if he still cared. But yeah. he's, he's 61. He's probably he's just like, I'm fine at this. He's got a lucrative ESPN deal. Like I, yeah. It just seems bizarre to me that it would be like, okay, I'm going to come back after 15 years and get back on the 82-game grind to be an assistant. Like That's right. he, if he really wanted to be a coach, he would be on a top three list of every team with a vacancy. Like, so uh, I don't, he can pick and choose what he wants to do. Like, it'd be like Jimmy Johnson in the NFL putting sure. Fox and then like being a defensive coordinator for someone. It's like, what the, like, what the hell? Like these guys, like, no, like he doesn't, why would he do, why would he do that? There's just, yeah. there's no logic there. Well, it's too bad we can't make fun of that because I'm tired now. But we we did I some. I told Josh we we're going to go for a half hour. Went for an hour because right. we're all monsters. This is my fault. But it was a fun discussion. Um, I am coming back tomorrow with a special guest, Mr. Barlow, NBA draft expert from the Dallas area. We're going to be talking about 
Dallas area prospects, maybe not so much Mavs in so much as stuff I'm I'm because I'm really interested in the local scene. Uh, we'll probably talk some Mavs just because the fact that there's like two or three guys. I mean, there's Anthony Black and there's Casey Wallace that in theory could be available at 10. But it's I'm I'm just kind of more interested in, in the, the prospects at large and why this area has become a bit of a hotbed. Uh, then on Friday, I'll host the live show if uh, if I can. Last Friday, my boss called me like four times and I finally had to answer the phone. So that was neat. Um, do you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that's about it. This was fun. Um, it was. Le- LeBron, uh, Kyrie should recruit more all NBA players to the average. Good point. We need Luca to get out there and say weird stuff like this. <laughs> So, oh yeah, Keontae George. That's another good one, Nathan. Thank you. Uh, But please uh, tune in tomorrow. It's going to be at seven o'clock local time going live. Um, And then these things will be up on your podcast feed. Please remember to like and subscribe to the pod to get notified when we go live by clicking that bell. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out. This has been Kirk and Josh of Pod Maverick. Thanks so much and go Mavs.